And a good afternoon to you on a rainy, foggy, chilly, uh, dreary, what other acronyms can, what other words can we use here? What other, yeah, adver, ad, adjectives can we use? It's a, yeah, it's a Wednesday afternoon, and uh, but it's not too wet to go to church tonight. How about that? So, yeah, I have a pastor that's a preacher. You don't, don't tell people how bad the weather is on church night. <laughs> It's okay. It's uh, it's good. It's good. It's not going to be raining at your church. How about that? So uh, anyway, well, we're glad to have you with us. And again, appreciate the goodness of the Lord and appreciate God's blessing here this afternoon. 577-1296. 577-1296. It's the text line. The voice line is 828-884-9427. 828-884-9427. I'd love to hear from you. This is two-way radio. Uh, you talk to us via the phone or the text line, and then I'll talk back, okay? Thank you for being here the 24th day of the month of January. All right, well, let's, uh, let's look at some traffic right quick, and I'm glad to tell you that things are, well, same issues we had yesterday, similar issues. We are slow uh, through the straightaway. There at Lake Julian, right through there, uh, exit 37, it clears up once it gets up to the parkway. Coming the other direction, it's slow there where it narrows from four lanes down to two lanes. Coming uh, eastbound, I-26, from the new part to the old part, it's slow right through there and in that curve. And it'll be moderate until it gets uh, under the parkway. Then it'll clear up the rest of the way. In the downtown, there is... uh, uh, delay trying to get up on to the bridge and then today our slow traffic is all the way into town on 240 and it comes all the way to the stoplight at sam's that's all slow and it's causing slowdowns coming down trying to get in that interchange from up toward unca there's a wreck on Patton avenue and it is right there at the old i call it is that what's that called haywood road what's that called right there I know the other part of it's Haywood Road. What, what is that part called? I think it's Haywood Road. Anyway, it's right there at that intersection. Um, yeah, it's right there near uh, Deaverview Road, right in that section. That's where it's at. And Pat, uh, yeah, right, right in that country there. And uh, the wreck icon shows it's in the intersection, but I'm showing that it could be little further down than that. Anyway, you're going to run into trouble when you get out in that section, just beyond Lester Highways where it starts backing up. All right, looking everywhere else, we are fair on 25 and 25A, not too bad. And then no issues on 40 today to speak of. All right, let's drop it down the mountain. Uh, Your normal slowdowns on either side of Pelham Road on I-85, northbound and southbound, that's typical. And then a little closer inspection, um, looks like no wrecks. And so, well, I, I spoke too soon. So there are wrecks, South Carolina 14 East, uh, down in below Holly Tree Country Club, also 276. They're at uh, Lawrence Road. Yep, they're at, uh, at 291 and 276. There's a crash there. And there's also one on I-85 northbound right there at Pelham. Okay, so, uh, yeah, we've got crashes all over the place today. 
in Greenville. So uh, be on the lookout. Try to avoid those areas if you can. Well, <clears throat> I don't know how to explain this to you, but the rain hasn't got here yet. And you say, well, preacher's been drizzling now for two days. I know, but the rain has not got here yet. It is coming, though, and it will be here, and it won't be long. It's going to be here. Uh, I'm picking it up on the radar. It's so close to us. And ahead of that, it's pushing some more stair coming up out of the Gulf. Winds are out of the southeast at 6 miles an hour. 55 is our current temperature. And uh, we are starting to see that pressure drop as it gets close to us. Yesterday we were at 30.5. Today we're at 30.3. And the pressure is falling as this system moves in our direction. At the foot of the mountain, let's see. <clears throat> I got too close now. I can't find it. All right. So GSP is showing interesting. GSP is one degree colder than Asheville. So what causes that? Well, it's called inversion. So it's actually colder at the lower temperatures than it is up high. And we are uh, at least a thousand foot, like a thousand feet differential between Asheville and Greer, between those two runways. And uh, it's warmer in Asheville than it is in Greer. And that may be the case if you're in Balsam Grove, some of the other places, you may be warmer than we are here in the valley. I'm showing 51 right now. And as I look around here, I'm trying to prove that to see if that works. Um, maybe not. Well, actually, like in Waynesville, it's 60. Would now that's, that's odd, isn't it? Uh, 50, uh, it's 56 at the Jackson County Airport. So, yeah, it is. Uh, and then when we get down in the low country, in the foothills, it's all, it's, it's cooler. Uh, there's, a, there's a 58 uh, just north of Asheville, 59 uh, just north of Asheville. So, yeah, interesting. Uh, it's 59 in Madison County right now. So higher elevations, a little warmer here this afternoon. But the big picture is this big front, and it's a big one. It is raining right now. Well, I, I say raining. It is precipitating. How about that? All, of all, all the way into Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, they have freezing drizzle. It is 18 degrees, and it's from a system that's, that's coming off the, the Great Lakes, but also the tip of our system. And this system stretches from Ottawa, Canada, all the way down through Nashville, Tennessee, and keeps continues stretching and goes all the way down to New Orleans and back as far west as San Antonio. And so this, this uh, system is coming across here, and uh, again, it's a big one. It doesn't seem to be in a too big of a hurry, and it is snow to the far north. No, not much snow around here, but snow far north into Canada pretty much, and then probably going to see some freezing rain and snow uh, up, in, up in New England uh, before this is all over. Weatherman says only a 40% chance of showers this afternoon, but tonight it starts out at 70, goes to 100 as this thing comes across the top of us. But 53 is the low, so we're, we're not going to get any colder. It actually may warm up a little bit. And then tomorrow, 90% chance, and 61. Tomorrow night, 90% chance. So we think this thing is just going to kind of stay over top of us and kind of funnel out. There's high pressure off the coast of New England, 
and that may very well hold this system. It's kind of moving east, but that high-pressure system that we've been under may actually hold it right over top of us. And if it does, we're going to continue to get this. And I think the forecast indicates that. So 90% Thursday, 90% Thursday night, 60% Friday, 50% Friday night, 90% on Saturday, and 60% Saturday night. And once it's out, it's gone. Yep, it's mostly sunshine and 52 by Sunday. And then next week, we're still still warmer than, than normal. We won't see a freezing temperature around here. Until Monday night, we're going to drop down to about 26. But other than that, we have nothing nothing frozen between now and then. So, yeah, wet but uh, wet but warm. Aren't you glad all this was uh, <laughs> aren't you glad all this was uh, was liquid? Well, yeah, there's uh, so I'm looking at the high end of this, so there's an inch and a half for tonight and Thursday. Uh, inch and a half, two inches. So if it was freezing, you're looking at probably uh, a 20-inch snow out of this thing. You'd have roughly that. It could be between 10 and 20 inches, depending you know, if it was colder. But again, because of where it's coming from, it's bringing the warm air with it. And so I'm yeah, glad it wasn't last week. Oh, my goodness. Wouldn't we be in a mess? I promise you we would have. And so that tells you a little bit about the forecast. The, our budget today, the, the general operating budget of Anchor Broadcasting is being sponsored in honor of Reverend Vest and Ms. Barbara McCall on their 63rd wedding anniversary tomorrow. And they have been a perfect Christian example of parents and grandparents to their family. They're loved and appreciated, sponsored by their children, Berlin and Herman and Kathy, and their nine grandchildren and 15 great-grandchildren. We salute the McCalls. We know them, love them, appreciate them, and uh, know some of the kids and appreciate them as well. And I appreciate all of them, but know know a couple of them. And uh, say again, thank you. God bless you. And today, and I saw them and didn't wish them, today is Timothy and Jerry Owens' wedding anniversary. And they've been married 20 years today. That's hard to believe. 20 years today. Missionaries in the Philippines, and they leave Monday heading back. They've been in, and uh, they're on the way back. Come in just before Thanksgiving, heading back out. And so, uh, yeah, it's always a sad time for us around here when uh, the missionaries go back to the field, for sure. We're at 32 days countdown to Sherathon. Sherathon is a week-long camp meeting. Starts at uh, 7.15 in the morning. It goes till this year. It'll go to a little after 8 o'clock at night. And uh, it'll go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday with a kickoff service on the first, excuse me, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, but a kickoff service on the last Sunday and the finale service on the first Sunday of the month of March. And we're going to be moving the evening service back to 7 o'clock and inviting a lot of folks to come and be with us, okay, for this year's share we are looking forward to it. We've got, believe it or not, 122 different people will be on the microphone <clears throat> in some way. Singing, announcing, uh, preaching, there's 122 different individuals that will be on the mics during the week of share 
and there's over 91 hours of live video streaming. And so it, uh, it promises to be a great event. And again, we're no restrictions this year. We're looking forward to everybody to come and stay and be with us. And if you have not made preparations, if you don't have the app, make sure you download the app. I don't ever say anything about it. The Anchor Broadcasting Network app. And you can watch us. You can listen to us all from your app. And then we also we have apps for both Android and, and for iPhone. And the iPhone was the hard one to get them to let us. Uh, you, don't, you don't offer stuff in the, in the Apple Store without a thorough vetting. And I do mean thorough vetting. And so very difficult to get that one back when we did. And then, we of course, we have updates and all those things. But I wanted to share also we have video apps for your television. So if you have a smart TV or you can get a smart card, we have app for Roku, for Amazon Fire Stick, and also for uh, Apple Television. So those are TV apps, and you can download the TV app and, and listen and watch. Do everything you, your phone does, you can do it on your television. And so you can have full, big, you know, big picture if you would like to watch Sherathon. Sure would. All right. Well, let me uh, let me quickly give you the roll call here. We have uh, Ann Arbor, Asheville, and Bluffton, South Carolina. Not familiar with Bluffton. Brevard, Charlotte, Clarksville, El Monte, Fort Mill, Hendersonville, Houston, Indianapolis, Islamabad, Pakistan, Jacksonville, Kiev, Germany, Lexington, Marietta, Morrisville, Ottawa. I said it's freezing rain in Ottawa, Canada. Plymouth, Rock Hill, Sacramento, Silva, unknown listeners in Germany, unknown Europe, uh, Vermilion, Ohio. And I say Vermilion, I think that's how you say it, Vermilion, Vermilion, I think. Washington, D.C., glad to have you back. Weaverville and Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Glad to have all of you on board. I have uh, a couple of... Uh, other folks, South Mississippi are in, and they're getting plenty of rain. Some flash flooding, they're telling us. And so this, they're affected by this thing that's coming at us. Uh, they, will, uh, they will also, uh, of course, be getting, uh, you know, you know they're, they're, they'll be getting precipitation all the way up into our listeners in Ottawa, and then it's, it's heading toward Maine. And I, I have an urgent prayer request for you. Uh, Brother Bell has been, Brother Todd Bell went this morning and had some blood work. And uh, they found out that his platelets were dangerously low. And so he has gone to the hospital. They are admitting him. And he's going to be having an infusion. And so we're not sure why. We're not sure what. Um, but certainly needs your prayers. Uh, his, his platelets were at a dangerously level low, and they told him to go straight to the emergency room. Do not hesitate. Go straight to the emergency room. And so he has, and now they're going to admit him there in, uh, in, in the hospital in Maine. So we would certainly ask for your prayers for him and praise, of course, Missionary Todd Bell. Wings with the Word radio broadcast. Please pray for him right now, if you would, and uh, bring him up before the Lord, and I know he will certainly appreciate that, okay? It makes a difference, folks. 
makes a difference. It really does. It makes a difference. And thank you for, uh, for praying for Brother Bell. And we are trying to keep up with him. We're trying not to aggravate him, but we're trying to keep up with him for you. And so uh, we will we'll try to keep he you know he's pretty good about social media, so I'm sure he will keep you know people who follow him on social media. I'm sure that they will he will uh, you know keep folks posted there himself. And uh, so we're I will be calling Miss Amy here as soon as I get off, and and uh, you know. Uh, so I am, uh, I'm certainly praying for them and, and with them here this afternoon. Also, I got a call today from a friend that I've only known for a few months, but he's been a, been a real friend uh, down just south of Ocala, Florida. And uh, he is 90, I think, or 91, and uh, has cancer. And he is not doing well today. They called and I spoke to him by phone, they put the phone to his ear, but he could not answer back. And so hospice is there. So please remember Mr. Ralph, if you will. Would you remember that? Please pray for Mr. Ralph and uh, pray for the Lord's will to be done, for the Lord's will to be done in that thing. And uh, we'll appreciate you doing that. Appreciate you doing that. Okay. Well, I am... Uh, Again, we're grateful for all the Lord's up to and all that the Lord is doing. And uh, I appreciate how the Lord has uh, has helped us. I'll ask you for an unspoken request God knows about. And so if you'd pray with that with us about that, we'd certainly appreciate it. And uh, so we are very concerned about our nation. We have got folks that I'm not sure. I I, uh, I guess this is where, you know, in, in a perfect world, in a perfect world, you would always get exactly what you wanted, exactly what you wanted. But in an, an unperfect world, what do you do? Somebody said, well, I don't believe you ought to vote for the lesser of two evils. Well, does that mean you just don't vote? Because in politics, that's often what you're doing, the lesser of two evils. So what do you do? Well, I tell you what I, and I, I resigned to this a long time ago, that uh, I don't vote for personality. Personality is uh, fickle. Barack Obama had a very charismatic personality in public. But for those who served him, he was not good to them. He was not, he did not respect the Secret Service around him. You say, how do you know that? Well, I I know people who were charged at the time with guarding. Uh, I won't go into any specifics, but they were had the highest level security clearances, and they guarded either you know that administration, and were and so 
and, and soldiers talk, airmen talk. Um, they do. Secret Service talk. And so they didn't have a great deal of respect for Barack Obama as a person. Uh, even less for Hillary Clinton. I've been told that she was one of the filthiest mouthed women that you have ever heard talk. And so cutting and demanding and so hateful to her aides and to the people around her. But yet when the camera would come on, she was, you know, all smiles. On the other hand, Bill Clinton was a pretty likable personality-wise as far as a personality was concerned. Man, his principles were awful. Barack Obama was he's good on camera, but they said off camera he, was, he wasn't the same guy. He was different. Uh, one thing they said about Ronald Reagan, he was the same on and off camera. He was never, Ronald Reagan was the same. Everybody that knew Ronald Reagan said he was the same. I've read numerous books about people who served under him. He, is, uh, he was the same, and he respected those under him, and it showed, and in turn they loved him. I've been told, as, as, uh, as, as a strong a personality as Donald Trump has been, that the personal side of Donald Trump, people who have met him and talked with him and, and know him, said he's just, he's a, he's a great guy, but his, he shifts into a different gear when he's in the political mode. And his, his tactic is attack, and his tactic is the over the top, and that's, the, that's the, the, his means of communication. He, he, and somebody said, uh, well, you shouldn't exaggerate. Well, exaggeration is actually a valid form of, form of expression. It's particularly true to the Scottish and the Scotch-Irish, which many of us in the mountains are. If I were to tell you that I was, wanted to tell you I was really, really hungry, what would I say? I'd say, man, I'm starving to death. Now, would anybody call 911 because I was on the verge of collapse? No. But what that meant was I was very hungry. If I said, it is pouring the rain, well, is it actually pouring like an awning or like off of a roof pouring? No, but it means it's raining hard, doesn't it? So, you know, we use exaggerative expression. We do. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a valid but different cultures use it more than others. And so, but, you know, what I try to come down to, I try to get, I try to get personalities shallow, and I try to get past personality. So here's some, here's some facts. So let's just leave the, let's leave the personality aside, and let's just look at the facts. So what we have to compare with is 35, we just have 35 months of the Biden administration. And let's leave Mr. Biden's personality out of it. Let's leave President Mr. Trump's personality out of it. Let's just look at the facts. The uh, gas prices, uh, month over month, in, in from 35 months, from December of 2023 to January, back to January 2021, uh, gas prices up 35%. If you look at real wages... I mean, real wages, the median wage of Americans, we have 
lost and lost and lost. So under Trump, the wages, wages rose uh, January 2016 to January 2021, uh, wages rose. But now when you look at where we are, uh, our earnings have fallen. So if you look at the median weekly wage, the median weekly wage in the first quarter of 2021, it was $373. That's the, the median weekly real earnings. And the third quarter of 2023 is the last one that we've seen. It's down to $365. And there is a steady decline, and we've seen it go down. How about, uh, how about inflation? Well, in all 48 months of the Trump administration, inflation was 7.6% in 48 months. But under just 35 months of Biden, our inflation has risen 17.6%. So uh, basically it is, it's, it's, it is, and if, if you extrapolate it out in the direction it's going, it's on pace to, to increase three times as much as it did. By the end of Biden's term, it will be, it will be three times as much as it was under President Trump. The average monthly inflation, 1.9% under Trump. The average monthly inflation under Biden is 5.7%. If we're talking about prices, uh, again, 7.6% under, under Trump, 17.6% in just 35 months under Biden. The mortgage rates, the cost of buying a home, uh, when Trump took office, uh, 4.1%. By the time he left office, 2.8%. And it it went down 32%. Interest rates went down by 32%. Well, under Mr. Biden, interest rates have gone up 139%. From 2.8 to 6.6. And again, that's just that's just 35 months. Our savings, what's, what about that? If you, again, this is just numbers, and it's not Republican numbers, Democrat numbers. This is just actual numbers. Uh, the, the, our savings rate, uh, in <clears throat> when Mr. Trump took office February the 1st, 2017, the savings rate was about 5.6%. When he left office, Americans were, were saving 12.8% of their income. Uh, that was an increase of about 129% under Mr. Biden. Uh, they were, he inherited 128 as a savings rate. Uh, as the latest number I had was November, down to 4.1. So uh, our savings are going down by 68%. And again, these are real numbers. So if you want to talk about Bidenomics, they're talking about Bidenomics. That's the real numbers of Bidenomics. So we're talking about principles again. We're not talking about personalities. We're not, that, again, well, I don't like him. That didn't, I'm not talking about liking somebody. That's not, I'm talking about facts, okay, facts. And so what are the facts? And Ronald Reagan said facts are stubborn things, and that's for sure. And uh, 
they, they are stubborn things, no doubt about it. Well, brother, we know that is asking for prayer for some, uh, yes, some complications and can't have the surgery that he needs because of some complications. Let's remember that. And then I'd ask you to continue to pray for several other situations and several other needs. And again, that unspoken request, Brother Todd Bell, uh, dear brother, Mr. Ralph down in uh, Florida is not doing well. And then uh, a number of other things the Lord uh, knows about and that we are seeking his face about this afternoon, that the Lord will intervene and will do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. And I'm, and I'm serious when I say that, that the Lord would do for us what we cannot do for ourselves. And I bless his name that he is uh, on the throne, and I'm glad he cares. I'm glad that he cares about what, what bothers us, what, what we are concerned about, what we worry about, what, uh, what bothers us, the Lord knows, and he cares about what we care. And I am so very grateful for that. Let's pray together. Our Father, we want to say thank you again today for loving us and for your mercy and grace to us and for blessing us the way that you have. And Lord, we know that according to your word, it's by your mercies that we are not consumed. But Lord, we're glad that that your mercies are new every morning, and we are grateful for that. And Lord, I pray for these that are hurting this afternoon, these that are sick, these that are bereaved, these that soon will be bereaved. Lord, please intervene and get glory and honor to yourself. Lord, how we need you in this country, how we need, Lord, how we want America back. Please, Lord, we want America back. And we're asking God, we're not comfortable just living in the United States. We want to live in America once again. So, Lord, use whoever you have to, whoever you need to, to bring about that change. And, Lord, may the people of God be, be a common front and be unified. And, Lord, may we seek the betterment of this country for our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, and for our posterity to come. We plead the blood and thank you for all that you do. For it's in Christ's name we ask and pray. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for being with us here this afternoon. I'm Pastor Randy Barton.